Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. When they actually spend their time listening to this show, what does it mean? It means we're winning. by the roughies still unreleased after like six months that is everywhere as an island and you're listening to the plex we do the show live every sunday 7 to 9 p.m pacific and beyond into red light and this week we're going to do something a little bit different um i didn't have time to really figure out how to separate stuff into the upfront and the regular shows podcast listeners you're going to get a two-hour show um maybe you'll listen to it all maybe you won't i'll also put that entire two-hour show video up and i encourage anybody listening on the podcaster to uh, check it out via video there'll be a link in the show notes on whatever podcast app you're using unless your podcast app really sucks and doesn't uh, put my show notes in then i don't know what to tell you um you can help us out ecoplexmedia.com slash support we have a brand new swag shop uh, by fourth wall uh changing swag shops is a huge huge pain in the ass but the uh stuff they're offering is pretty cool if anybody buys anything from the swag shop during the show 
an alert comes up to let people know. Also coming soon, probably next week, if I'm not mistaken, you all will be able to gift people merch the same way you gift subs by using a command in the chat. And so that'll be pretty cool. <clears throat> Otherwise, share the show with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Um, post about it on social media. I don't know, whatever, whatever. Um, during the post game, I'll always, as always, I'll take some uh, remote ends via Discord if people are interested in that. I have a lot going on this week on the show. I'll give you a rundown of what I have. We'll rock another tune, and then we'll get going. Um, <clears throat> we got uh, Laura Loomer was running for office, and uh, she had an interesting time of it. We also had uh, Trump was under demonic attack. We had it's kind of like we're not returning a library book. Then we had a uh, fire by night reject Robin Bullock on the search of Mar-a-Lago. And we got Waters. Jesse Waters was caught a little off guard by his guest. And then we got, why not just declassify all the documents so people can see whether or not they should be classified. We got Carl Rove, possibly right about the search at Mar-a-Lago. Um, we got the FBI is going to do trophy pictures with Melania's unmentionables. Uh, Hannity doesn't pay his people very well. And we got Marjorie the Gathering on debt forgiveness. And baristas with bongs will bring Biden to victory in 2024. Uh, we got Tammy LaRussa, I think that's her name, on federal funding. We got lesbian dance theory. We got how to pay off loans with Marco Rubio. Then we got uh, Fauci's going to need to go to an extradition, uh, non-extradition treaty country, apparently. We got Texas House GOP rep Ronnie Jackson talks about Mr. Fauci. And then Mr. Fauci himself goes on Fox News to talk a little bit about his retirement. We got Herschel's opponent is trying to save him from himself. And then we got Herschel Walker, who is a military strategist. We got a former Twitter exec turns whistleblower. Timing's a little interesting, all things considered. Um... We got Tucker opened his show in an interesting way one day this week, as opposed to, of course, the other days. And we got reasonable people at a local government meeting, because we always have that. We got a goat palate cleanser and a doggo palate cleanser, because by this point in the show, we're going to need that shit. We got this current version of Joe Biden seems okay. We got Tucker talking about carjacking in New Orleans. We got uh, banning books is bad, actually. We got Marjorie the Gathering again. She's going to be talking about being swatted. And then uh, Marjorie the Gathering is thinking about suing MSNBC because of what happened over on Kiwi Farms. Makes a lot of sense, right? Then we got a Newsmax host goes on someone else's Zoom call and just talks about Satan. Satan, Satan, Satan. Uh, we got complete delusion about Facebook. We got book burning for non-King James Bibles. And then we got uh, Latinos for Trump, no longer for Trump. Uh, can't wait for the new Hunter Biden movie. And then we got an odd story with very few details. Did Gavin McGinnis get raided during his stream? And um, Dave Ramsey hasn't been on our docket much, so we're going to check in on him. And I got one I'm just going to call Dudes Rock. We got a Praying for Dave Rubin at Liberty U. We got a snippet of Tim Pool's new song, and that's about all we can take. Then we're going to check in on Brett and Heather. Then for uh, Red Light, we got uh, Canadian Patriot Satanic Panic. We got QAnon John is doing an event in Dallas in November. Then we got the best pref press conference ever and a news hit about it. And we got the Deep State coming after somebody. We got Stella Emanuel back. Stella Emanuel's back. And then we got uh, Mike Lindell claiming nobody votes in Utah. And then Mike Pillow has lost even Steve Bannon. I'll play a song real quick. Um, actually, I'll play uh, maybe a, something a little bit longer because it seems like a cat has escaped and I have to go uh, round up a kitty. This is Wavelength by Kenny Thomas and the Southern Baptist. I will unescape the kitty and I'll be right back with the show. Oh, 
All right, crisis averted. The cat, I don't know, saw a squirrel or something that scared the shit out of the cat. The cat ran back, ran back inside. It's not Catter Day anyway, so we shouldn't be focusing too much on the cat. We're going to go right to the stories for this week. Um, our first story is Laura Loomer uh, ran for office and didn't win her primary. But uh, before that happened, I have, a, I have a clip of her and a friend of the show, I guess, uh, little Nikki Fuentes, having um, know, some champagne or something. I don't know if I would have champagne with little Nikki Fuentes, but every, everybody's different. <laughs> have you had this before, Laura? No, I haven't. It's a delicacy. Talking about it, the official drink of America first. Link. <laughs> Ew, what is it? To the hostile takeover of the Republican Party. Absolutely. <laughs> They're not going to hostily take over anything. Nikki Fuentes can't isn't going to run for office, and she can't win. Um, so we have Laura Loomer didn't win her primary, if you could imagine that. And uh, what we have here is, I believe this might be her concession speech. I don't know. We're gonna have to take a we're gonna have to take a look real quick. Is this her concession speech? People are actually going to do. My life is ruined. Does anybody understand how ruined my life is? I'm sick of it. I don't want to listen to people tell me that I'm a conspiracy theorist. They don't know what it's like to be me. My life is ruined, Alex. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not her concession speech. I'm sorry. That was her on InfoWars a few years ago, freaking out when she got fucking kicked off of Twitter or whatever. <laughs> well, okay. What I do have is uh, uh, I do have a clip of her talking at, a, at an event after uh, after her historic loss. <laughs> She's not conceding, if you could imagine that. Nobody was shocked that you lost. Feckless, cowardly Republican Party. And that is exactly the reason why, right, I decided to run against the rhino Republican, Daniel Webster. Do nothing, Daniel Webster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I like the other video better. I like the other video better. So we're going to move on to the part of the show that's about the Trump um, search warrant. People are calling it a raid, but that wasn't no raid. It was a search warrant. So uh, apparently, I didn't know this, but Diamond and Silk are now on Mike Lindell's channel. So that's interesting. Uh, and they're going to have uh, Pastor Mark Burns on, and he's going to talk about uh, Trump being on demonic attack. Wait, maybe? No, this is the Diamond and Silk show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Diamond and Silk are on uh, Mike Lindell's show. So this is about Trump being under demonic attack, and it wasn't. he didn't just get a warrant served on him. It's a much bigger deal than that. I guess President Trump, um, without a shadow of a doubt, um, is under demonic attack like never before. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time that Satan only attacks whom he fears the most. Yes. Satan only goes after anyone who God has chosen to promote and to advance. And the hand of God is upon Donald J. Trump like never before, and the enemy, the true enemy, it's not Joe Biden because he's not all there, is most definitely not drunk Nancy Pelosi because she's on her way out. 
right? It's most definitely not Cheney, right? Uh, because I hope it's me. Is he going to say it's Gay Dave? I hope he's going to say it's Gay Dave. She just lost her seat, right? But uh, but the enemy is Satan, the gates of hell, and because of it, they know that God's man, Donald Trump, has been appointed to bring the Christian right back to the forefront of American politics and American culture here in America. Maybe politics, but the Christian right done lost the culture war a long time ago. Like, we on the left, we fight the culture war in the culture. People on the right try to fight it in the courts most of the time because we don't want the culture war. Uh, Will and Grace won the culture war. (laughs) And it's kind of upsetting too because it's like, that was just like some rich, boring, white uh, gay guy that like won the culture war. We didn't even send our best. We sent fucking Will and Grace. And they're a little bit basic. Here's a, here's a Fox News guest. Uh, former clerk, uh, clerk for uh, Neil Gorsuch compares Trump uh, handling highly classified materials to just, you know, not returning a book from the library. If there is a trail of authorities asking on multiple occasions the president to turn over those documents, which... They apparently knew were there. Isn't that a problem, Mike? If the president had the opportunity to hand these documents over when asked. The librarians are asking for overdue uh, copies of the overdue books that that they just want copies of them. President has the legal right to who is this guy? These records and keep a personal copy. They did the the former president had every right to keep these records, and the bureaucrats at the archives did not. As wait, what? What the fuck? <laughs> like that guy's an idiot. How the fuck did he get on Fox News? I'm not saying the bar there is high, but the bar is usually a little higher than that. That guy's an idiot. He said, "Oh, they want copies of the books." Well, no, they want the books. If you took books from the library, but this is also like not like this isn't like not returning a library book. We don't know what was all there. We don't know what it's what's what's going to shake out here. But um it's not like not returning a library book. I'm pretty sure they don't serve a search warrant based on a fucking library book. That's weird. Um, up next, we got a uh, fire by night reject Robin Bullock. He usually appears later in the show, but since we're, uh, you know, segmenting this out and we're right now in the, uh, Trump got a search warrant segment. We're going to do Robin Bullock. Um, God's very upset about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Didn't do anything to stop it. Just very, very upset. And when they raided Mar-a-Lago, God didn't like that, Steve. That didn't set well in heaven. It didn't set well at all when they did that. You know, the scripture says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Well, they touched his anointing when they did that. Ivanka? His anointed. Oh, not Trump's anointed. uh, God's anointed. Okay. He's David. He began to be David when... uh, uh, when all of this, when Barack Obama's seal fell off of his podium, he began to take. Remember that? I remember that. Yeah. It fell off and rolled away or something. It sure did. It sure did. And uh, see, Obama would love to be the Antichrist. What? He would love to be the anointed one. What the fuck? Because uh, they named him that, remember? Yeah. But he, he's not. And this will be, he's not. He can't be now. Because he is now Gog. In the spirit, he became Gog. If uh, Bottom Shelf Whiskey was a person, it would be Robin D. Bullock. 
Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Were the people in heaven like gossiping about the uh, search warrant? They didn't like it. Complaining about it all day up in there. You're up in heaven, like the fucking paradise, and all you're doing is complaining about earthly matters? I hope not. Doesn't sound like heaven's the best place in the world if that's what's going on. So up next, we got Jesse Waters of Fox News. Um, and he was caught a little off guard by his guest here. They were talking about whether or not the FBI bugged Mar-a-Lago. And uh, I just don't think he expected his guest to say this. The level of classification that we're talking about here for these documents, uh, beyond top secret, beyond sensitive compartment, that could very well include uh, the uh, plans for counter-striking against Russia in the event of a nuclear attack. That's something that's part of the football program, which I've written about, uh, where the president chooses options from these documents on how to respond. He has to respond within 20 minutes to, to prevent uh, annihilation of the United States. And that's one item that could be in these documents. Uh, another is our penetrations by the CIA of foreign embassies, of foreign leaders like Putin, uh, as well as recruitment of spies overseas. Uh, so uh, we're talking about incredibly uh, valuable secrets that the Russians, of course, would have been after. The Russians right. would have been trying to penetrate Mar-a-Lago day and night and, and very he, poss he, possibly did recruit spies to, to obtain these documents. Ron, you're saying that they could be there. And we have and right. we have no idea if they're there or not, and we'll never know. And in this wait, point, no, we'll not never know. You're reporting in the report we just did at the top. You can't trust these guys because they lie and they plant evidence for a living. Mm. And I, <laughs> the FBI now, now the FBI lies and plants evidence for a living. God, where were these people during the '60s? Like, <laughs> where were the fucking, where were the fucking. Fox News types in the 60s when the FBI was lying and planning evidence and fucking killing people and shit. They were all for it then. Now they just serve a search warrant on the former president and they're mad. And the, the the guy was like, oh, could be this, could be this, could be this. And yeah, that's like speculation and that might be a little bit irresponsible too. But Waters was like not happy about that particular type of speculation. He, kept, he was like, you could tell he was chomping at the bit to uh, interrupt the guy. I don't know it was there. You don't know it was there. Um, it'll be, it might be a couple of years before we have any real information on what's going on there. You know, we'll see. Wait and see has never been a bad strategy. Unless like you think there might be some kind of deadly animal in the bushes, then run. But that's different. So on Fox news, <laughs> this is going to be heavy Fox news at the very beginning of the show tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, they're going to just ask, why don't we just declassify all of it, actually, and just let the people decide? Uh, you made a good point, Neil. If all the Justice Department and the White House and the intelligence agencies want is the documents back, well, they've got them back. And now that they've got them back, they shouldn't be pressing forward with any kind of investigation. It's over. That's right. If I go steal someone's car and then the cops come and give the person the car back, they should just let it go. Just don't press forward with any further investigation. I have their car back. I don't have their car anymore. 
That's why I don't think there's any real block other than declassifying, making the affidavit actually more fully public. Why not declassify the documents they actually took from President Trump and show the public what they were? If the government really feels that this was a national security threat for President Trump to have these documents, then let's see them in a sanitized form. And if they're really <laughs> dangerous, then maybe President Trump really has a good point. But the other thing, Neil, is... I Yo, like, listen, like, this is this is fucking mind expandingly stupid what this guy just said, actually. Like, oh, if these documents were a, a secret, if it wasn't to the advantage of whatever security apparatus that this information be out there, let's just put it all out there. Let the people decide what the fucking security apparatus should keep secret. Well, once you show it to the people to let them to decide, that shit isn't secret anymore. And then if the people are like, well, that probably should be a secret. Well, fucking guess what? It isn't anymore, is it? What a dumb fuck. What like a fucking colossally stupid thing to say. I think that we pro there's probably overclassification and too much secrecy in the government for sure. But like I don't know if we get I don't know if that's the best way to do it is by like committee. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Um and we'll find out more about this affidavit as time goes on. This is an ongoing investigation and there's like <clears throat> disadvantages to the people doing the investigation if they're do like all willy-nilly just putting documents out there and shit this isn't like the alex jones trial where it's like a foregone conclusion what's going to happen this is a bit more complicated although the quality of the people involved is similar anyway here's carl rove and i hate to say this but i think he might he might he might have nailed this one he might he might have this correct here i don't like carl rove but i think he might have this right here Knowing that the Secret Service is there, they have no statutory responsibility uh, over classified material, but they are sworn federal law officers. They're law enforcement, and they have a responsibility to report a crime. And particularly after a letter is sent from one of the president's lawyers saying, we don't have any more classified material, and President Trump has told the June 3rd meeting, you know, we're, we'll, you can get anything you need, just say, and we'll get it for you. If somebody sent a letter then and said, we don't have classified material, and somebody in the Secret Service said, I have seen classified material still within uh, the, the, the walls of Mar-a-Lago, and had a responsibility to report that through up through the chain of commander maybe directly to the counterintelligence division uh they, they would have somebody who you know had said in essence you have been misled whether it was a deliberate lie or a lie based in ignorance somebody told you there's no more classified material here there is classified material here uh okay that's possible but i also think trump bragged about it i think that's how he got caught if i'm going to be completely honest if i was betting i don't think it's like more than 50% likelihood, but of all the scenarios that anybody's brought up to me about this, Trump bragging about having these documents is the most likely scenario. But second most likely scenario is somebody, possibly Secret Service, dropped a dime. But I think the most likely scenario is Trump fucking bragged about it. And then somebody dropped a dime. This next one is a fucking ridiculous. This is a... Uh, this is from a Judicial Watch. This is a person from Judicial Watch, and this is on the One American News Network, of course. Uh, apparently, uh, they're guessing that the FBI is going to take trophy pictures or is going to be released trophy pictures with, um, let's say, Melania Trump's unmentionables. And by that, I don't mean her husband. They went outside the four corners of what that warrant authorized them to do. This Including Melania's closet. Right. And, right. and eventually there'll be, tr uh, you know, trophy photos will show up 
we're going to find out that FBI agents are sitting there you know, holding up her lingerie or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and those, that, those photos will come out eventually. It might be you know, 10 years from now, but they'll be out. The important thing. Uh, do you think the FBI took photos, like trophy photos with fucking Melania Trump's uh, lingerie or bras and shit? I, I don't trust the FBI and I don't like the cops. I don't trust law enforcement, but these are professional people. They're not like they're not like fucking Keystone cops and shit. They know what they're doing. They're not they're not going to do anything like that. Especially the people that were chosen for this raid. Those people were squeaky clean and everything was by the fucking book for sure. So now we're going to move on to the uh, college loan forgiveness, the university loan forgiveness portion of the show. This is going to be great. In this clip, what we're going to learn is that uh, Sean Hannity doesn't pay the people who work on his TV show very well. So in other words, what, a, a bailout plan for rich people to send their kids to school? And what's so bad about working your way through school? Because I did it. And I decided once I got behind a radio microphone, I didn't want to finish my last year or year plus, whatever it was. And and I followed my passion, followed my dreams. I never had any hope I'd ever be successful. But when you really think about it, you know, who who is going to benefit the most from this? Wall Street Journal editorial board said student loan forgiveness is an inflation expansion act. College costs have soared multiple times the rate of inflation over the last 50 years. And the people that likely will benefit the most are middle class. You know, think about it. You get out of college, you're not making a lot of money. We have a lot of young people that work on my TV show. They're not making 125 grand. They're now eligible to get, in some cases, up to 20,000, in other cases, 10,000. And it, this is new Green Deal radical socialism. Wait, what? This is the push for, oh, we're going to incentivize. They're actually. Pay your people better, Sean. Telling poor people that. Get a private jet, for fuck's sake. Debt. So they can get their solar panels. How stupid is that? It's insane. Anyway, this is very perverse incentives. And this is a reckless economic decision on every single level. And the student, don't, student debt loan forgiveness, I am telling you, colleges are loaded. They are rich. They are making phenomenal amounts of money. Their endowments are massive. They're just huge. I'd be for actually Sean Hannity kind of hit something there. He's not going to bring, he's not going to suggest it. I'd be for some of the money, some of the student loan forgiveness coming out of the endowments of some of the big fucking universities. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Check out how big Harvard's uh, endowment is. Check out Yale, even Stanford, uh, smaller, not necessarily an Ivy League school. Check out some of the endowments of some of these big schools. You'd be stunned how much fucking money they have just sitting there. Yeah, why not fucking tap into that to pay for some of this? And no problem there. But that's not what he was suggesting at all. And also, again, just Sean, Sean, pay the people that work on your show a little bit better. They have student loans to pay off. <laughs> so here's Marjorie the Gathering uh, going to talk about student loan forgiveness. Not for nothing. Marjorie the Gathering got over $150,000 in uh, PPP loans uh, during COVID and they were forgiven. But for, for our government just to say, you know, OK. Well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing is a pure coincidence there as well. But it's completely unfair. Wait, no, and that's, was uh, she trying to be sarcastic or does she think that like, if you're doing, never mind, fuck it. Country, taxpayers that never took out a student loan, 
taxpayers that pay their bills and 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 you know maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for for some college student that piled up massive debt going to some ivy league school that's not fair but that 10 grand if you piled up massive debt going to like yale that 10 grand is a drop in the fucking bucket like i was saying last night uh, on Catterday. This is a forgive. This is like a deliverance for somebody who went to like a state school, uh, like a California State University school or whatever, and they have like twenty two grand in debt right now, and they can they can get ten grand of that shit written right off the top. That's almost half. That's huge for somebody like that. Yeah, for somebody with a fucking giant pile of debt because they had to go to Yale, it's not really going to help them that much. And maybe maybe like maybe Yale's endowment should help a little bit with that. So up next, we got Ted Cruz. And uh, just understand that uh, in 2024, if Biden is to be reelected, it will be because of baristas who put down their bong. That there is a real risk if if you are that that slacker barista who who not for nothing. Being a barista is actually really hard. Who wasted seven years in college studying completely useless things now has loans and can't get a job. Joe Biden just gave you 20 grand. Like, holy cow, 20 grand that, you know, maybe you weren't going to vote in November and suddenly you just got 20 grand. And, you know, if you, well, you didn't get 20 grand, though, it's not like off the bong for a minute and, and, and head down to the voting station. Wait a minute. <laughs> if you can, you know, get off the bong for a minute and, and, and head down to the voting station uh, or just send in your mail in uh, ballot that the Democrats have helpfully sent you. Um it could drive up turnout, hmm. uh, particularly among young people. <laughs> so check it out. If you have a friend with, who's a barista who has a bong, make sure they vote because that's going to be the, the it's going to be the swing vote. That's going to be the thing that's going to put a uh, uh, sleepy Joe over the top in uh, 2024. It will, in fact, be baristas with bongs. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it because piss Ted Cruz off and not for nothing. Like somebody in chat was saying, like a barista works harder than Ted Cruz. Absolutely. The coffee shop gets busy or understaffed. I'm just telling you, burn your hands and shit at that job, dude. It's not easy work. It's uh, it's bad for your wrists because you're you're always like uh putting that. I don't even know the name of the device, right? But you're putting basically putting the espresso into the espresso machine. And you have to turn it pretty hard. People end up with uh, repetitive stress injuries from that job. It's it's not it's not what th- they say. A, like what they're trying to say a barista job is. <sighs> anyway, I guess uh. Tammy LaRusso or whatever the fuck her name is, is back and uh, she's going to, she's going to be talking about how other people don't understand how the federal government gets funding. But speaking of a freaking joke, if you guys haven't checked out this chick, Nina Turner's Twitter feed, well, I suggest you give it a whirl for entertainment value alone because she has got to be one of the most logically comatose woke people to ever enter Twitter yet again. Way to drive home my point, Nina. American taxpayers should foot the bill for people like you who are supposedly educated, but yet don't understand how the federal government obtains that money? I'll let you phone a friend, Nina. Hi, it's Tommy, and the answer is the American taxpayer funds the government. Oh my the federal God, government I can't pays believe this. The federal government is broke. Taxpayers pay for it all. I can't fucking believe what we just watched. I hate to do this to everybody. We got to watch that again. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. But speaking of a freaking joke, 
If you guys haven't checked out this chick, Nina Turner's Twitter feed, well, I suggest you give it a whirl for entertainment value alone. Because I thought she it was Tammy Lamborghini. Logically comatose woke people to ever enter Twitter. Yet again, way to drive home my point, Nina. American taxpayers should foot the bill for people like you who are supposedly educated, but yet don't understand how the federal government obtains that money? I'll let you phone a friend, Nina. Hi, it's Tommy, and the answer is the American taxpayer funds the government. The federal government pays for nothing. The federal government is broke. Taxpayers pay for it all. <sighs> this lady needs to take a class in modern monetary theory, and Nina Turner was basically saying that, like, uh, if I'm going to guess, be charitable to Nina Turner. Don't always like Nina Turner, but she all right. She all right. Um, she probably just means that the cost to administer these loans and stuff is pretty high. And I don't think she's necessarily right that it would be cheaper to not collect the money. But maybe, maybe she is right. Maybe it costs so much damn money to fucking collect this money that it's not worth collecting. I don't know. I'm not a fucking economist or a debt collector. Um Somebody in chat had mentioned a uh, lesbian dance theory. And so here's um, lesbian dance theory with Lauren Bober. It does sound kind of awesome. Was not available when I was at university. And I'm like really sad about that. I would have maybe learned a little bit more about lesbians and then not been so afraid of them as a young gay man. So here's the clip. Uh, how the heck can Joe Biden call America first conservatives a threat to democracy with a straight face and a dry diaper? He's the one who has allowed millions to invade our southern border. He's the one who is robbing hardworking Americans to pay for Karen's daughter's degree in lesbian dance theory. Like I said, lesbian dance theory is probably pretty fucking cool. I uh, I don't know. Only one day a week, couple hours a week. I'd, I'd take the class. Oh, I'll take it now. Up next, we got Marco Rubio. <laughs> here's how here's how you should pay off your student debt. He had a hundred thousand dollars in debt uh, when he got elected to the Senate. And if if you would, could imagine it, he would found a way to pay it off rather quickly. There's no reform. Let's start with this. I talked about the fact we need to reform student loans. I owed over a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. The day I got elected to the Senate, I had over a hundred thousand dollars still in student loans. That I was able to pay off because I wrote a book, and from that money I was able to pay it. If not, it would never. I'd still be paying it. Okay, so that's not about. I, I think the student loan thing in America is a big problem, and it's broken, and it needs to be fixed, and it needs to be reformed. And I have bipartisan ideas I've been pushing. He wouldn't still owe a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt if he didn't write a book. Get the fuck out of here. How much do you think his house is worth? I think this guy is in a you know house worth several million dollars. <clears throat> this guy's like oozing lobbyist money. There's no way he'd still be paying off his student loan debt. This is, it's just it's just a lie. So that concludes the uh, student loan forgiveness part of the the show this week. Now we're going to move on to the Fauci part of the show, and apparently, Fauci needs to go to a non extradition treaty country. Otherwise, he fucked. Well, unless Dr. Fauci decides to seek asylum in some foreign country whose Powerball jackpot is 287 chickens and a goat, and therefore which won't enforce a subpoena from what? the United States Congress, then Dr. Fauci chickens and a goat, and therefore whose Powerball jackpot is 287 chickens and a goat, 
and therefore which won't enforce a subpoena from the United States Congress, then Dr. Fauci, retirement or not, is going to be spending a lot of time in front of a, a congressional committee and committees if Republicans take back control. We're going <laughs> like, I guess, whatever, like, what are they going to, how many times are they going to subpoena the guy? How long are they going to make him testify? Like, what are they going to try to say he did? I don't understand. There has been like a public servant under both Democratic and Republican administrations for a long time. Is he perfect? No. Did he get everything right? No. Did anybody get everything right? No. Like, they're, I don't know. They're just mad. They're just hell mad. I don't understand. Let the guy retire. He's 81 years old. Leave him alone. And go, he, should go, he should go sip a cocktail somewhere. Just leave him alone. And he'd tell you that you shouldn't drink, right? Because he's a public health official. Here's Ronnie Jackson. He is a Texas House of Representative, uh, representative, I guess. And he's going to talk about Tony Fauci. We only got a 12-second clip of him here. Um, but I'm sure it's great. He lied to Congress. Uh, and, and he lied to the American people, and he's going to have to pay a price for that. I mean, I'm not opposed to uh, this man ultimately going to jail if this if this turns out to be the case and stripping him of his pension and everything else. But if what turns out to be the case, like what are they saying he did that was like <clears throat> actionable in this way? Because they just didn't like his policy prescriptions, most of which during COVID were given while he was working for Donald Trump. So I don't, I just don't understand. Like, isn't, aren't these people essentially going after Donald Trump's policy on, on COVID? I, I don't understand this like at all. It doesn't make any fucking sense. A lot of the people they're uh, talking to in the audience though, think, Oh, 2020, uh, Joe Biden was elected that year. Joe Biden was the president in 2020. Like people really think that like a lot of things that happened in 2008, people were blaming on Obama for a while. I don't know if you remember that. They blame some of the financial crash shit on him, even though he wasn't the president yet. So I think there's a little bit of that going on here. And also, I think they're just, they just, I don't even know. I can't, I can't even, I can't even like figure out like what they think they're going to charge the guy with if, or what kind of laws he broke or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they don't think that maybe they just want to scold him and that's fine. I guess he's rich. He'll have to put up with it. Anyway, here's uh, Dr. Fauci um, on Neil Cavuto's show explaining, essentially, that he's 81 years old and he was eventually going to have to fucking retire anyway. Uh, this wasn't a way to avoid uh, Republican investigations if they take over the House and or the Senate. Oh, Neil, not at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, I have nothing to hide and I can defend everything I've done and every decision I've made. So I'm not afraid of that at all. That didn't even come in as a minor consideration. So even if they were to ask you, doctor, to testify as a private citizen now that you would be open to do so? Yeah, of course, Neil. I mean, but if you look at what's happened in the past... To be fair, if they're subpoenaing you, it's not like asking. I believe that oversight is an important part of the government process. But some of the things that have gone on have been out, outright character assassination. That's not oversight. So if they want to get into legitimate, dignified oversight, I'd be more than happy to do that. So let me ask... The, the thing is, you actually, if the Senate calls you in front of them, you don't get to choose. They can actually just do character assassination if they feel like it. it might make them look a little silly. 
but it just depends on, you know, their audience is who their audience is. So fucking, it would just be a dog and pony show. It would, it wouldn't be like, there would be no danger to this guy if he was called in front of the house or the Senate or whatever, after the, like the midterms, if the Republicans take over one or both, there's no, there would be no, there'd be nothing there. It would just be a publicity stunt essentially to give the, the red meat to the base. And I mean, like whatever, if they invite you, you have to go. It's not a, it's not, it's not really an invitation. It's more like a command. So now we're going to move on to the Herschel Walker, uh, part of the, uh, docket here. Unfortunately, I think, uh, we got, apparently uh, Herschel Walker's opponent, uh, Senator Warnock, uh, hasn't really been receptive to a debate with Herschel Walker. I feel like maybe Mr. Warnock is trying to save Herschel from himself a little bit. Well, I'm going to pull that out as getting around and listening to what the people got to say. You know, I've invited Senator Warnock to a debate, which he's hiding behind the media. He's hiding behind his Twitter account because he don't want the people to see the contrast between himself and myself. I believe in lower taxes. He believe in higher taxes. He believe in putting men in women's sports. Well, I don't. Right now, <laughs> man, paying someone else's debt. Well, I don't. Well, the people need to see the contrast between, between the two of us. And he need to quit hiding and come out and let the people see that there's a difference between Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. There most certainly are differences between Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. Man, I hope Herschel Walker does not get elected. There's a really good episode of a show called Unpopular Opinions by Adam Todd Brown, who used to work at Cracked before, well, Facebook essentially destroyed Cracked by telling them to start doing video content instead of their regular content. They did this to a lot of publishers, and then they like lied to the publishers about um, like the video views, and then like none of the ad money was coming in because they were lying about the video views. That's a that's a subject for another show, though. Who we got next is Herschel Walker, a military strategist. He's gonna be talking about wokeness and the military. We gotta defend our military. They're bringing wokeness in our military. Wokeness is going to get people killed. I can promise you this. China, Iran, and, and uh, Russia not talking about how you, how you identify. They're talking about being a superpower. And the way we can become a superpower again. Again? Does this guy think we're not a superpower anymore? Because as Pharaoh said, when I wanted to keep my slaves in order, I kept them fighting among each other. But when they came together, something got to move. Let's move and get these people out of our office and put the right people in, and that is Herschel Walker. God bless you guys. Whoa, that guy is fucking stupid. Like, <clears throat> and he's also like real scary. I can't recommend highly enough the episode that Unpopular Opinion did about him. They like went into his history. He's a fucking terrifying individual, and he should not have any power in the United States government or any other, uh, any kind of official or unofficial organization. So up next, sort of, I think, tangentially related to Elon Musk here. I smell a rat here, kind of. So there was a, uh, a former Twitter executive. It's out of security, has uh, turned whistleblower. And um, this just stinks like Elon Musk to me. I can't, I can't put my finger on why. I just feel like the timing on this is really, really odd because of the upcoming trial uh, that's going to happen because Elon Musk agreed to buy Twitter and then said, man, I'm not buying Twitter anymore. Ready? Yes. 
Why are you coming forward? All my life, I've been about finding places where I can go uh, and make a difference. This is Peter Zacco. Until January of this year, he was head of security at Twitter, but now he's a whistleblower. And he says Twitter's security problems are so grave, they are a risk to national security and democracy. I think Twitter is a critical resource to the entire world. I think it's an extremely important platform. He's handed over information about the company to US law enforcement agencies, including the SEC, FTC, and the Department of Justice. May I ask your name in the middle? Uh, I'm Mudge. Zacco is better known in the hacking world by his nickname, Mudge. He's been a renowned cybersecurity expert for decades. His roots are in hacking, figuring out how computers and software work. That expertise might be why Jack Dorsey, then CEO of Twitter, hired Zacco after the company was hit by a massive attack in 2020 when hackers took over the accounts of some of the world's most famous people. That was funny. One of the top uh, five or six executives at the company. Zacco is represented by John Tai, who founded Whistleblower Aid, the same group that represented Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen. We are in touch with the law enforcement agencies. They're taking this seriously. Twitter is pushing back, saying Zacco is peddling a narrative about our privacy and data security practices that is riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies and lacks important context. When we spoke to Zacco and his lawyer, they said that the lawful whistleblower disclosure process only allows them to talk about these issues in general terms. For specific allegations about Twitter, they referred us to Zacco's disclosure. I'm not going to go into details, but I will say that Mudge stands by the disclosure and the allegations in there. CNN and The Washington Post obtained a copy of the disclosure from a senior Democratic official on Capitol Hill. In it, Zacco claims nearly half of Twitter's employees have access to some of the platform's main critical controls. There's an analogy of an airplane. So you get on an airplane and every passenger and the uh, uh, attendant crew all have access to the cockpit, to the controls. You know, that's no, 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 no. That's a bad analogy for this because the people on the airplane, like the passengers would be like me or you, the Twitter users. The people they're saying have access to the controls there, are like the staff at Twitter. And what does he mean that over half of the staff have access to some of what do they say? Critical controls over Twitter. Well, what does that mean? What around, around half, what does that mean? And what controls is he saying are critical? Like this is, I know we can't talk about specifics because of the whistleblower thing, but what a bad analogy. Because if you're a passenger on a plane, you don't have access to shit because you're the passenger. Unnecessary. It might be easy, but there it's too easy to accidentally or intentionally turn an engine off. Twitter accounts belonging to a whole lot of famous people. That kind of access contributed to the massive attack in the summer of 2020 when hackers, two of them teenagers, tricked a couple of Twitter employees into letting them into Twitter's systems. That gave them access to accounts, including that of then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. I don't have to tell you the significance of being able to breach uh, the Twitter accounts with many millions of followers, including of leading politicians three months from a presidential election. Uh, in the disclosure, you quote from a Wired magazine article that says, but if a teenager with access to an administration panel can bring the company to its knees, just imagine what Vladimir Putin can do. Foreign intelligence agencies have uh, the resources to identify vulnerabilities that could have systemic ac effects across the entire platform, across the whole internet. 
Twitter told CNN that since the 2020 hack, it had improved these access systems and had trained staff to protect themselves against hacking. If you're running any system, the more people that have access to the main switches, that's a very risky situation. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm talking in generalities, just large tech companies need to know what the risks are, and then they also need to have an appetite to go fix it. Zacco also claims Twitter has been misleading about how many fake accounts and bots. See, this right here leads me to believe that this isn't, this isn't, this might not be what it appears to be. ...are on its platform. That's an issue that Elon Musk has made central to his attempt to get out of a deal to buy the company. I guess right now uh, I'm sort of debating the number of bots on Twitter. There will be suspicions of the timing of this. Are you guys carrying water for Elon Musk? Absolutely not. We've been following the news just like everyone else, um, but that has nothing to do with his decisions or with the content of, uh, of what was sent in to U.S. law enforcement agencies. Mudge hasn't been talking to Musk in the background or anything like not that. Not at all. Zacco says he was fired by Twitter in January of this year after he tried to raise the alarm internally. He points the finger at Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal, saying he has worked to hide Twitter's security vulnerabilities from the board. I suspect that uh, Twitter might try to paint it like this, that Mudge got fired and he's trying to retaliate against the company. Absolutely not. This is not any kind of personal issue for him. He was eventually fired in January of this year, but he hasn't given up on on trying to do that job. In response to the allegations, Twitter told CNN security and privacy had long been a priority at Twitter. As for Zacco, they said he, quote, was fired from his senior executive role at Twitter more than six months ago for poor performance and leadership. He now appears to be opportunistically seeking to inflict harm on Twitter, its customers and its shareholders. Your whole perception of the world is made from what you are seeing, reading, and consuming online. And if you don't have an understanding of what's real, what's not, yeah, I think this is pretty scary. Are you nervous? Yeah, yeah. This wasn't my first choice. That's, yeah, I I just want to make the world a better place, a safer place. The levers that I have to do it are through uh, security, information, and privacy. So if this weren't like right, like right before the trial with Musk and if you didn't bring up specifically the bots, then I would be a little less skeptical about all this. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure that the guy's lying or anything like that. I don't think that, you know, I think you could, if you were to do like some kind of forensic audit of any large organization, you would be able to find these kinds of security holes. Um, what the thing is though, in 2020, what happened is those kids tricked someone with access, um, more people having access to that control panel. Sure. They had a, a, like a wider range of people to trick, but they tricked somebody. That's how most hacks happen. They don't happen because of what we would call security vulnerabilities in like a computer system. They happen because the security vulnerabilities are your people. Your people are the easiest way into your system. You can't, it's much harder to like, like, like a movie, like they do in a movie, a little green and black terminal, just typey, 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 typey. And then they get into the system. Now, now you trick somebody into letting you in. Like it's like, it's easier to, if you're going to burglarize a house, 
the easier way to do it is to let the fucking victim get the victim to let you in and then leave you alone for whatever reason you pose as a salesperson poses law enforcement or any number of scams that where you want to go into somebody's house and steal shit from them but you don't break in you get the person to let you in and that's how you steal shit from them and so this is this is just this is just this is all real suspect to me i don't know i don't know what's going on here and i don't think we're gonna know and i'm not sure if this will have any impact on uh elon musk and twitter i don't think it should um but we'll see we'll see and uh here's tucker carlson opening his show this week just one of the days this week it's like you know as you do imagine the pandemonium at soul cycle studios across the northeast this morning when Tony Fauci announced his retirement, ugly doesn't begin Wait, what? to describe it. Picture the why, why Soul Cycle? What the fuck does Soul Cycle? If you can, in the organic chaga aisle at Whole Foods in Brookline, try to envision the panic and hysteria that must have broken out at espresso bars in Edgartown, in Aspen, in Santa Monica, and Bethesda, as thousands of masked ladies in Lululemon discovered all at once that the one religious leader they still revered, their own even tinier version of the Dalai Lama, had decided to retreat forever from public life. It was, ladies and gentlemen, the equivalent of a targeted nuclear device detonated over the most emotionally vulnerable elements of our most privileged population. What the fuck? You can picture the carnage, the wailing, the swooning, manicured hands clutched to breasts then fumbling for Xanax in expensive handbags. Not since the orange man seized the White House in a Russian coup have more 46-year-old Cornell-educated lawyers with weak husbands wept shamelessly in public. There's not enough rosé in Napa to quell that pain. And it wasn't supposed to be this way. It never is supposed to be this way. What the fuck is he talking about? I mean, I know what SoulCycle is, but like, why did he choose SoulCycle? Is it just like some kind of signifier that I don't know about? He mentioned Napa too, so maybe it's like... Because I'm from the Bay Area, maybe I don't uh, see these kinds of things or I don't hear about this. Maybe the soul cycle thing is like, uh, maybe he just means that they're basic. I think he's just calling some people basic, but I'm not sure. I don't know if the people at soul cycle really gave a fuck. They were like riding an overpriced stationary bike at an overpriced stationary bike riding place. I don't know. Up next, we got uh, <clears throat> two clips of reasonable people, very reasonable people, at uh, local government meetings, because, you know, that's one of the things we do around here, uh, just more generally. Yeah! Thank you, Shannon, Casey, Timmy, Kathy. Keep winning, baby! Do it! Embrace simple truths. There's only two genders. And boys should go to boys' rooms. Girls should go to girls' restrooms. And guess what? Teachers shouldn't be forced to use your freaking made-up fantasy pronouns. Fight like hell. Hold the line against the LGBT mafia and their dang pedo fans. The LGBT couldn't even figure out what he was out. Dang pedo fans. Like, at least, like, think about what you're going to scream into the microphone when you go up there to harass, like, former teachers at the school board meetings. Keep winning. You know what? Keep the wing. They can keep the monkey pox. How's that working? In fact, keep winning so much, we'll keep coming. You know what? We're going to keep coming so hard. The only thing these woke cards got to figure out. Whoa, dude. Don't. That's overshare. Overshare, my dude. It's whether it's on their face, back, bottom, thighs. Woo! 
that? Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa, dude. That guy was hella extra. That's why I don't watch shit before the show. I, I saw the comments under that and I was like, yep, we're doing that one. I believe this to be the same meeting. Um, I don't think this clip's going to be as good as the last one, though. It's not very often we get something like that around here. Um, this next one is... I guess she's going to claim her son was somehow indoctrinated. God, I feel sorry for her son already. A younger teaching generation is pushing and has been pushing that our kids can be any gender they want to be. This is biologically incorrect. GCISD teaches sex ed as a binary construct. I have personal experience in indoctrination into the gender fluidity ideas inflicted upon my sons by certain staff in GCISD. Certain staff were labeling him, feeding him incorrect information, especially about his unaccepting mom. They gave him and other students unsolicited harmful information from their personal libraries. In doing so, they exploited my son's gender dysphoria. Instead of the adult influences bringing my son's issues to me, the parent, they told him I rejected him because he wanted to be female. This was so far from the truth. I Thank lost you. my son. Thank you. Oh, God. I hope dad's around and dad's cool or something, or there's a cool uncle or a rad neighbor, maybe an older brother or sister or somebody in that family. I hope there's fucking grandma, grandpa. I hope there's somebody around there that ain't her. For that kid's sake, no matter what the fuck's going on. Actually, what I hope is that that was one of them that was a fucking made up story that's my hope is that was a made up story that she went up there to like try to pretend that shit was happening because if it's happening and she's like responding to it the way that she appears to be responding to it that ain't good that ain't good for anyone that poor fucking kid <sighs> even if you don't get it you don't understand or you don't agree with it like don't 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 go about it that way don't go about it that way you could do better lady you could do better i even think i even think that lady could do better so this week, because we uh, had that awful pair of stories, we also now we have two palate cleansers. So people listening on the pod, you're not going to get to see the palate cleanser. Uh, you'll just have to trust us that it is a palate cleanser. This first one, you'll be able to hear it. It's from the, the Daily Show, and it's about goats. As heat waves and wildfires sweep across Europe, Spain has started using sheep and goats to help clear flammable vegetation quickly and cheaply. Yeah, and if you ask me, sending sheep and goats to fight fires is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, e even the absolute worst case scenario is just like kebabs, which is pretty good, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, the goats are a great idea. I'm not sure about the sheep. I just think that's risky, you know? Yeah, because the foreman is gonna be like, okay, how many sheep are we sending out today? One, two, three. Ah, ah, I missed the fire. I slept through the fire. <laughs> I also don't know why the U.S. Not a very good joke. I mean, we have so many goats. LeBron, Serena, Tom Brady, <laughs> Simone. Yeah, yeah. All of those people love being called the goat. They love being called the goat. Let's see if they're willing to step up when it's time to eat 600 acres of grass. I mean, LeBron might be able to eat grass, but back in the day, Jordan, he could put away an entire shrubbery before the shot clock ran out. That's the goat. See, that was cute, right? Also, like, you know, appropriate for this channel. We do, we do like goats. We have a goat image when people raid us. We have goat emotes. 
That's an e-goat. So that was our first palette cleanser. We got a second one. This one's really cute. Definitely video only. I mean, you'll there's some audio here, but definitely video only here. This is fucking adorable. <laughs> Look at all those doggos. They're all so happy. They just keep coming. There's more doggos. Do they ever run out of dogs? Oh, that dog is almost too big. Oh, that was a person. Oops, that, that dog at the end was actually a person. So that was really cute. Again, check out the video for this. I'll be posting it. And there'll be a link to the video for this in the show notes. Uh, up next, we got... Listen, I haven't been super happy with Joe Biden as the president. Um, not only because he doesn't share my politics, but just because he's like... He made, makes a lot of the same mistakes where, that Obama was making, I think, where he thinks he can negotiate with crazy people. And I mean, there might be somebody out there who can negotiate with crazy people, but I don't think it's Joe Biden. Maybe Joe Biden from 20 years ago could have done it, but not Joe Biden today. So here's, you know, this is pretty good. This is him talking about student loan relief and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Borrow money to buy a home, to be able to start businesses, to do the things that need to be done. And I found it absolutely fascinating that some of the folks who were talking about this is big spending are the same people that got $158,000 in PPP money, including... He almost just came out and called Marjorie Taylor Greene a QAnon loon. Like, he almost just did it. I wish he would have, right? That woman who believes in QAnon, that would have been so funny. A whole lot of Republicans uh, got a lot of money. The very people criticized. So it's, it's just not. It, it, I think it's a good thing. It frees a lot of people up. It's going to grow the economy. We still have a way to go, but I'm optimistic. Not bad. Not bad. He like stopped short of saying she believes in QAnon, but that, I mean, that's what he was, that's where he was going. And maybe stopping short was even better because then he, he can be like, I never said that. I never said nothing about QAnon. What are you talking about? You believe in puppies or Jesus or some shit. Up next, we got Tucker Carlson again. He's going to be talking about New Orleans and the danger of carjacking in New Orleans. It just happens all the time. Can't fucking drive anywhere in NOLA. French Quarter, forget about it. Take the bus. It used to be called highway robbery. And for most of history, it kept people very close to home. Turns out it still exists, but now it's called carjacking. Carjacking is the clearest possible sign that your civilization is falling apart. And that's why you find it in places like Somalia and South Africa places where force, violence, and clan loyalty have replaced law and order, places where might makes right. In the city of Johannesburg, for example, a vehicle is hijacked on average once every hour of the day. Now, once that happens, there's really no coming back from it. Nobody's gonna build anything in a city with endemic carjacking. In fact, most normal people- Maybe they'll build a light rail. As fast as they can, as they have in Johannesburg. As they are starting to do, we are sad to tell you, in the city of New Orleans, where carjacking is now a permanent feature of life. I didn't know that about New Orleans, but whatever. If I go there, I'll just take the bus. Nobody's going to fucking bus jack. 
this is an argument for public transit, right? Like, just build light rail. It'll reduce the carjackings. There'll be less cars for people to carjack. Also, I bet there was, like, a few kind of high-profile carjackings or whatever that kind of made the local news and that they were talking about for a couple of weeks, and that's all he's talking about. I don't think... I'm, I can't imagine that there's, like, a just a whole carjacking epidemic going on in New Orleans, Louisiana. It could, but I... I'm skeptical that that's going on. If I was a uh, better host of this show and didn't have fucking five other shows to do during the week, maybe I could have looked into this and found out the statistics, but nope. Got to stream every night if I'm going to make money at this. So up next, we got a story about banning some books. This is uh, also from a local government meeting, but this time you're going to like the person speaking, which is odd for this show. We know that books are continuing to be purged. We know student library aides have been banned. We know a group of non-parents have pushed for these book removals and continue to do so. Being a taxpayer does not grant special privileges over students, staff, and parents. I do not want random people with no education background or experience determining what books my child can read, what curriculum they learn, and what clubs they can join. Just because you can get up at every meeting and rant and rave does not give you authority over my child's education. Your personal religious beliefs, people in this room and on this board, should not be affecting my child's education either. Our schools are not to be used for personal political agendas, and our children are here for education, not religious indoctrination. I implore the board to put an end to trying to appease these extremists, focus on retaining staff, providing, uh, providing excellent public education, and a safe and welcoming learning space for all students. The speaker is speaking about what great Christians they are. Great. Go tell your pastor. Our schools are not your church. Thank you. Fuck yeah. The problem is like that, that, that lady's like a regular ass lady, right? She's like, I'm just a member of the community and she's not going to go there every week and give the same speech. Like the fucking crazies are, that was uh, clearly a school board meeting. And I bet that the crazies have just been there every week, hammering home shit about like gay people, fucking gay people in a book, critical race theory. In fact, I don't have to imagine it. That's been like a thing that we've covered over and over and over and over again on this channel. Uh, not just on this podcast, but, you know, just more broadly, just that's just what's going on in this country right now is people are showing up at school board meetings and having a big old potato. <sighs> Speaking of potatoes. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's going to talk about being swatted. Um, swatting is when you call the cops on somebody for somebody they didn't did, hoping the cops will invade their privacy or possibly kill them. And, uh, she was uh, doxxed on kiwi farms and got swatted as a result of that, which is pretty interesting, all things considered. Uh, but also the police report states something else uh, fairly alarming, that the suspect claims that he or she is connected to this website, which is a site that actually supports cyber stalking. The suspect even gave police their username. Uh, so basically, as you pointed out, this is a, a suspect admitted to intending to do harm via uh, cyber stalking. You said you fully want to, uh, you know, prosecute whomever did this. And I'm assuming that suspect is still at large, right? 
Yes, there's an investigation underway and there's an even even investigation into whether that's really the person that did this. Mm. Um, but it is, isn't it concerning that such a website exists? So like, why does that even exist? Mm. That, that website needs to be taken down. There should be no business or, or any kind of service where you can target your enemy. That's absolutely absurd. And this is the type of lawlessness that Democrats want all over the country. You know, the Democrats are the party of defund the police, which is which has created crime that is going out of control all over the country. But it's, it's also failure of, of our government and failure of our law enforcement to not take down a website like that. Like all of these types of groups need to be completely eradicated. They should not be allowed to exist. They should not be able to abuse police resources like that. And police officers, we need more police officers. We don't have enough right now. They need to be able to respond to traffic accidents as real emergencies um, and, and to calls where they've got to save someone's life, not yeah. be part of a prank or, or a potential, um, yeah. you know, way to kill someone. So, uh, the, you know, that has to end. Uh, so not for nothing, um, uh, Keffels has been swatted and doxxed repeatedly by kiwi farms and if this hadn't happened to marjorie taylor green and they asked her something about that about a trans activist and all this stuff i bet marjorie taylor green would be singing a different tune about kiwi farms i don't know for sure but i feel like she'd be like oh well you know they this is just their first amendment to publish this stuff i have like i'm like 90 percent sure that that would be her position on it if this hadn't happened to her it's sort of like how dick cheney was against gay marriage until his daughter came out you know nothing's a problem until it happens to me then it's a problem. That's sort of one of the problems with some conservatives and some of their ideology. And so uh, here's more. On, here's Marge talking more about her uh, being swatted. This is her on the Charlie Kirk show. And call was true, but in other situations, let's say if there's a, you know, a police officer that has a, a happy trigger finger, you know, you don't know what could happen if they saw me with a gun. Um, they but then don't answer the fucking if, if you've done like, oh, my God, if you have firearms and you think the police are at your door. Don't walk to the door strapped like they shouldn't shoot you anyway. You have legal right to carry a gun, yada, yada, yada. But fucking what do you mean if I had a gun? Would you just carry it around your house? They, they may have fired at me. I would hope not. But. But that could that that's what has happened in the past with swatting. That is why that's why being swatted or swatting is is so dangerous. It's actually it's like a death by cop. It is it is a murder. Um, it's someone that is sending police to to in their hopes kill the person that they're targeting. And you know, in this case, now that we know uh, the what the guy said, we know it is it's political terrorism. Is, is really what it is. Yeah, I just have, I just fucking, if she, if this, <clears throat> so uh, some people in my chat are saying that her staff probably did it. I, I can't, I won't say anything like that. But the, the Keffel story being everywhere and then this happening to Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's <sighs> just, who fucking knows? But like I said, if this hadn't happened to her and they were talking about this website and people calling for it to be taken down because they were a, they were part of a harassment campaign against a trans rights activist or just a trans person. She would be singing a 180 degree fucking spin that shit around different tune for sure. And now uh, apparently 
she's decided she's going to sue MSNBC over all this. But the, these people saying things like that, they're going to cause to get killed. If, I, if something happens to me, my blood will be on their shoulders. It will be their responsibility. On their shoulders? The How did they kill you? Media are the biggest enemy we have, Steve. And I thank God for you because you fight them every single day. And we have to continue to do it because the liars in the media, you know, here's one thing you think about this. The freedom of press is not the freedom to lie. And that yes, is, it is absolute truth. Literally Fox News in court proceedings has essentially said that the freedom of the press, like not, not Fox News, but their attorneys, and it worked. That the freedom of the press is the freedom to lie. Yeah, actually. Freedom of speech includes the freedom to lie. That's absolutely the, you can't, because otherwise you have the fucking government going around arresting people for things the government says is a lie. And I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene would like that shit too much. Or maybe she would. I guess it depends on who's running the government and what kind of lies they're talking about. Again, you know, it all depends on uh, who you are and uh, which direction you're looking. Up next, we got a Newsmax host. Guy's name is Grant Stinchfield. He appeared on a religious right-wing prayer call this week. And he's going to talk about Satan. What President Trump is up against right now, especially this Mar-a-Lago raid and the people that orchestrated it, um, this is satanic in nature. And I don't say that lightly. I do believe the people that are waging this war against President Trump uh, really are evil to the core. These are not people that have what they believe is their best intention. Look, a guy like Bernie Sanders, I respect a guy like Bernie Sanders because I think he truly believes that he's being well-intentioned. He believes what he's pushing. I wildly disagree with him. I think everything he pushes is wrong, but at least he believes in what he's doing. When you look at the likes of Nancy Pelosi and you look at the likes of, of Joe Biden and the people pulling their strings, I'm not convinced they believe that what they're doing is best for the nation. In fact, it's just the opposite. I actually believe they're doing this on purpose. They're going after President Trump on purpose. They talk about disenfranchising voters with, with our election integrity laws that we need so much. There's nothing worse than disenfranchising an entire nation from not being able to vote for the candidate who they want to vote for. And that would be President Trump here. So I think we actually have. You didn't. You, how do you? You don't want to disenfranchise the entire nation. If you're going to try to disenfranchise people in a country, if you're going to do it, you would try to disenfranchise the people who don't agree with you, who aren't going to vote for you, who aren't going to help you cling to power. If you disenfranchise everybody, then you you don't even have a country anymore. They play here. We are being attacked by Satan, and Satan has taken over in many respects. <laughs> these people, like Nancy Pelosi like Joe Biden, uh, like Chuck Schumer, and the likes that are waging this war on us. And you can go to George Soros and, and the rest. Of, of course, George Soros. Also pulling the strings. These people are devious. They are not well-intentioned. If they're like, now, if you believe that these people are possessed by a demon or whatever, you'd have to, you'd have to, we'd have to agree that it's not their fault. There's a fucking demon possessing them. Now, I don't believe these people, anybody's possessed by a demon. That's, I think that's crazy talk. But if you really believe that, you have to believe then that anything they're doing is the fault of the demon. At least that's sort of how I see it. So now we're kind of, we're, as you can see, we're moving on to the um, silly religious part of the show. Um, <laughs> this guy's name is Todd Coconato. 
and he thinks that there's just fucking Facebook employees sitting around, not doing anything, waiting until he goes live and then disrupting his live stream. Because, of course, that's what he thinks. Thank you guys for tuning back in. Sorry about the last feed. Hopefully it works better now. I, I seriously think, this is my, my thought, I really believe there's people that monitor pages like mine uh, at Facebook headquarters and, and literally like, oh, he's live. You know, how can we disrupt it? You know, if, if that's not the case, then we know that the enemy definitely wants to disrupt truth from being spoken. Looked to me like he was sort of out in a place with a lot of trees and a vehicle doing a live from his phone. It could be, now try to stay with me here. It could be that he doesn't have the best fucking uh, 4G signal. He wouldn't buy the 5G phone either because that shit fries your brain. So, you know, could just be the technology, my dude. You know, we run uh, Ethernet cables to all the computers that matter here, and we're not in the middle of nowhere on a phone system. We just don't want to be running on Wi-Fi because sometimes it fucking gets weird. Doesn't work right. Or, or there's like the head of policy at Facebook has like a whole team dedicated to monitoring him and people like him and being like, don't just delete his page. Just shut off his live stream about a minute and a half into it every once in a while. Just fuck with them. I don't think the people at Facebook are good, but like that doesn't make them any money. So there's a man named Jonathan Shelley and they, uh, they're holding a Bible burning, but he is a a Christian hate preacher. So they're burning Bibles that aren't specific, that aren't specifically the King James version of the Bible. This is like a very weird and specific kind of religious hate that I'm, not not hyper familiar with. Maybe we'll take a take a deeper look into this as the cast of characters for our other content thins out. All right. Now, if it has to be parental approval, but if your parents approve, you can come and get one of these and throw it in. All right. Oh, yeah, they probably hate the Catholics and Jesuits and shit, huh? You missed. You missed. Hell's going to be hotter than this, folks. (laughs) Hey, everybody, hell's going to be hotter than this, actually. That's just wild that you're like holding a book burning because you're religious and you're burning books that are like 99% the same as the fucking book you like. It's just a different version of your Bible. And you're like, I gotta get rid of these. I don't know. The Jesuits like this one. I heard a Catholic read this version of the Bible once. Burn it, burn it, burn it. What a fucking crazy way to practice your religion. Like what a crazy way to practice your religion. I can't even can't even like wrap my head around like how you how you come up with this <sighs> so here's the head of latinos for trump uh seems like he's lost the latinos for trump here um she's not pleased thinks he's abandoned god because i did not listen to your voice i didn't go seek your counsel i stopped whatever it is 
You've got to do what you've got to do. You're going to keep getting attacked because if you do not surround yourself with people who are used to fighting principalities in a spiritual realm, you're going to get your butt handed to you every single time. And I don't know if he just doesn't know that. I think he's been, he definitely doesn't have Hispanic evangelicals around him. I can tell you that. I, I know it. I, we see it. There's no, uh, you know, faith leaders coming in and out of Mar-a-Lago right now. There's nobody out there counseling him, his family, praying with him. You know, you know, your house has just been raided. Where's the Hispanic evangelicals? Where's any evangelical? I don't care if you're Hispanic or not. Where is the, the, the faith leaders? Where are they? What, but you know what? They can't just appear and go knock on Mar-a-Lago. He needs to be the one to invite him in and say, okay, look, look, this world has gone chaotic and it's mad. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong. I need my spiritual leaders back in here. Spiritual leaders need to come back in here. We need to figure this out. We need to pray. We need strategy. I don't know what else to do. You need to go in your prayer closet because let me tell you something. You don't want to put me in front of Trump. I'd be, the first thing I'd say to him is, sir, first of all, I ain't even going to talk to you because you need to go in a prayer closet. You need to find a closet. You better go get on your knees and you better pray and repent for whatever it is because you've offended the Lord. You were chosen to lead this country and you've offended him in some big way. And you, that's why you're not in the White House right now. I would happily host a debate between that lady and Donald Trump. I feel like it would be amazing. It would be goddamn amazing. I'd build them their own individual prayer closets. I'd put cameras and lighting in there. They'd each get like a like a cheap ring light. I'd put a put a shitty condenser mic in there so the right wingers like you know so they're, they feel comfortable with the way it sounds. And I'd have them debate about this. It would be fantastic. It would be top-level content, and I would get a lot of uh, listens to my podcast and a lot of views on my channel. But no, no, nobody's going to come on Gay Dave's channel to debate Donald Trump. Uh Uh-uh. So up next, apparently somebody is making a documentary about Hunter Biden, and I can't fucking wait. I cannot fucking wait, because every time they talk about Hunter Biden, they just make him look pretty fucking cool. Like we always say, if you're going to be a fail son, be Hunter Biden. Don't be Eric Trump. So I'll tell you what's going down. Do you know who I am? They told me you were VIP. Well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Everything he built, life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! I'm an artist. Tell me how I can help you. Well, I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. You're the smartest man I know. Thanks, Dad. I just wish I could smack some sense into you. I'll never forget Corn Pop. He was a bad dude. Don't you? <laughs> never forget Corn Pop. He was a bad dude. Oh, we, oh we're going to watch this. We might. It might be the copyright. It might be not be able to watch it on Twitch. Maybe we'll watch it on Odyssey or something. We're going we're gonna to watch this. Dad, we're talking about suffering. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point man for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money 
but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! You had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! <laughs> They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. The boy. <laughs> oh, it's presented by Breitbart. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I cannot fucking wait. <sighs> I'm here for that shit. Like, whatever. Like, nobody's explained the Hunter Biden laptop story to me in a way that makes sense. I don't know why somebody would fly from him. I'm guessing he was in Malibu. He was in somewhere in Southern California. Well, I don't know why he flew all the way to, like, fucking Delaware or whatever to get some blind guy's laptop to fix. None of it makes any fucking sense. Maybe this movie will spin a narrative about it that makes sense. Who knows? The answer may surprise you. So there's an odd story, and I don't have a lot of information about it, but this clip is pretty funny and interesting. People are claiming that Gavin McGinnis got uh, raided, his house got searched or something, uh, during a live stream. <clears throat> but there's no further information beyond this clip. Uh, no law enforcement agencies, to my knowledge, have said that they've searched him. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any arrest record for Gavin McGinnis. So I don't know what happened here. Um, but people, when this first happened, people claimed he was uh, raided, or people thought maybe he was raided. We're shooting a show. Can we do this another time? Let's, uh, I'll get a lawyer and we will sit down and have a conversation. We'll schedule a meeting and we'll sit down with my lawyer. I didn't let you in. His background is terrible, but I kind of want all those TVs. Assuming they're not green screens. Is this all the is this the whole clip? <clears throat> well that wasn't that fun alright we don't know what happened people in chat were saying that he already said that he faked it I didn't see that but I do uh, believe the people in chat if he said he faked it or whatever I don't think the people in chat have any reason to lie about that and with all the other stuff going on with Gavin McGinnis being 
a bit of a person who likes attention. I wouldn't be surprised if he faked that, considering that Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted and that Keffels has been, you know, also swatted. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be super shocked if he had uh, staged that to try to get some attention. Because Gavin really hasn't been in the news much lately, has he? <clears throat> so we haven't covered uh, Dave Ramsey much at all. And um, I think this might be why. He's fucking stupid and not that interesting. Stop making them before we start... St- start forgiving them it's just intellectually dishonest and it's it's an obvious political ploy it is yeah it's a ploy I, yes it's a, I, it was a sportscasters promise. for a it, year and a half you've was. been in office why said. did it take you a year and a half if i make a promise i don't have to wait a year and a half to fulfill it i can just do it it's yeah. just like that god this is aggravating well, but, and it's just the whole industry, though, because the whole industry, the industry is, is so, so predatory. It's so predatory, and these eighteen-year-olds. You can't buy beer, but you can go a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, it's just dumber than crap. Well, and the people that and the, and the- all right, cool. Well, <clears throat> whatever. That's why we haven't been covering Dave Ramsey. I see his stuff every once in a while come across my feeds, but he's not worth covering. There's there's nothing worth covering about Dave Ramsey. Next clip, uh, we're just going to call it Dude's Rock. Um, <clears throat> our first clip of the night included one Mr. Little Nicky Fuentes. And uh, this clip right now also includes little Mr. Nicky Fuentes. Here's him and uh, Destiny just, you know, hanging out. And then it gives you, like, the perfect enemy to blame for all of your problems. And it's like, well, what the fuck? What does that accomplish at the end of the day? What's up? Wait. I want to be a good wife. <gasps> so I got peanut butter sandwiches. Whoa! Is it for him? For both. Let's go. Thanks, Mom. What? Isn't that what a wife is for? That is absolutely. See, you got it made. Thank you so much. Wow. Good job. Let's go. You got it made. Hold on. Mel. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Let's go. Why do we get peanut butter sandwiches when you have Nutella in the cabinet? Oh. You want to? Okay, really? No, that's okay. You're gonna be really? You're gonna tell me to make another one? No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Really? I can make some Nutella sandwiches if you want to. Dudes rock. Just yikes. So, up next, we're moving on into the sort of intellectual dark web part of the docket. I think you all know where this is going to end up. But we got Dave Rubin apparently talking to Candace Owens about the people at uh, Liberty U who were praying for him. I would say this. I like conservatives. I like hanging out with conservatives. I like debating conservatives. I never find a rude conservative. It's almost. When was the last time you think Dave Rubin debated a conservative? possible to find. I get nothing but love from conservatives. I spoke, you know this, I spoke at Liberty University, the largest evangelical uh, Christian, conservative Christian college in America. I spoke in front of 14,000 people. You've done the exact same gig. These people know my views. They know I'm married to a man. I got a standing ovation. They couldn't have been nicer. I wandered around campus for a couple hours. People coming up to me saying all sorts of nice things. By the way, some people did come up to me and say, you know, I'm praying for you. And I don't know if they meant that I'm praying for you, meaning I'm trying to pray the gay away or I'm just praying like your continued success or the first one, Dave, the first whatever. One. But it would almost be irrelevant to me, even if someone yeah, if someone I'm praying the gay away. Well, that's not offensive. If they're not saying I'm. Wait, praying. yes, it is. Actually, that's that should be offensive to gay people and like kind religious people alike, actually. 
you know, come me over, the head. over the head. Yeah. We're going to put you put you somewhere you shouldn't be. I'm, yeah. pray, I'm praying for you. And, and by the like, way, okay, I can someone, deal with that. Someone that comes up to you with a smile on their face and says a bunch of nice things and then says, and I'm praying for you. Right. That's actually a lot nicer nice. than, than a progressive who will scream all day how much they love gay people and then will unleash endless hate on me because I don't bow to them. No, no, no. Okay, so listen. <clears throat> I'm not sitting around here screaming about how I love gay people. I am a gay people. But I also understand that gay people can be giant pieces of shit just like everybody else. Dave Rubin is a giant piece of shit. That's it. He can be a giant piece of shit. Gay people can be giant pieces of shit. Probably giant pieces of shit at the same rate as everyone else, actually. So, you know, this is where this idea of tolerance and all of these things, I think, I think broadly speaking, conservatives have done a really nice job in the last couple of years of cleaning up whatever those bad parts are. The point is that- Yes, conservatives have done a really good job of cleaning up like the bad parts of their policy about gay people. We haven't just watched like the entire conservative movement go like, oh, we're just, we can just call a bunch of people that are queer, a bunch of groomers and say they're trying to hurt kids and nothing bad happens to us. Let's do that for a while. Let's see how that works. We didn't just watch that. They've actually cleaned up house over there. That shit was a fucking illusion. That um, conservatives still often, I think, should take the libertarian approach on it, be okay with a state-by-state -state situation, but there's still a, a certain layer. No, no, a libertarian approach wouldn't be states' rights. That would be a different sort of like right-wing philosophy. It would be like minarchism or like uh, maybe confederate ideology would be the states can do what they want. A libertarian position on it. If, if somebody's like a genuine libertarian who isn't just a, like a Republican who doesn't want to, I don't know, who wants to still be able to get a date or whatever, uh, like a true like libertarian, old school libertarian position would be, well, the government shouldn't be involved with marriage anyway. So I don't fucking, I don't know. Conservatives that take a sort of more moral position and, on I, it, you know and I, that it's going to infect society. And by the way, I'm not trying to change those people's opinions. That's the part that I really well, want. Well, you aren't very persuasive. So yeah, yeah. it's funny. I, I just want to carve with, out um, room on the same side. I yeah, they were praying for him. They were trying to, they're like, oh, well, your life is sinful and I'm praying for you. The The implication there is that if he doesn't change or repent or whatever, that he's going to go to hell. And she said, we're trying to send you somewhere. Well, they're not trying to send you somewhere that you shouldn't be. Well, they think God or whatever is going to send him somewhere he shouldn't be. Although, I don't know. Sometimes I look at people like Dave Rubin and I think, you know, it's a pity that hell is actually a myth. Sometimes I think to myself, man, wouldn't it be great? If some of these bad people, some of these people who do bad things and hurt other people and make money on it could go to a place like hell no i don't believe in that shit even no matter how compelling that version of it might be to someone like me i just i can't i can't bring myself to believe in it it seems unlikely so tim pool has a new song out don't worry i'm not going to play the whole thing for you <laughs> here's here's a snippet he put out before the song came out that's great but like um you know <clears throat> some 41 all already happened tim the pop punk in emo thing is long since over and it's uh it's bad it's bad
But I do encourage Tim to spend more time on his uh, band and less time doing his fucking talk show. Uh, we watched him last night for Catterday with James Lindsay, and it was pretty fucking painful to watch. Um, I'd say check out the VOD, but I had to delete the VOD because me and my friend ended up DJing until pretty late. So, um, yeah, I say to Tim Pool, keep doing music. Just make sure I don't have to listen to it. And not for nothing, if he was in the Bay Area, we do a local music show and we accept all comers. And if he sent us his music, we'd be forced to add it to our library. And uh, we got 20 minutes to what's usually red light, but I started the show at 7 instead of 8 tonight because I had so much shit to cover. So uh, after we do this, we're going to head on into red light. Um, we're going to go ahead and check in on the Galaxy Brain Humidor. Um, apparently this is dark from dark horse 139. Don't worry. We're not watching the whole show. Uh, the bad stats on Twitter has gone ahead and pulled out some clips and their first, <laughs> their first post on it was like, I was losing hope in today's dark horse one there 39 after an hour of just complaining about trans people, but breath and Brett and Heather finally got into some juicy conspiracy theory about an hour in. Um, there is a way in which there has been a fervor to, uh, transfect people with these agents that has to many of us suggested a desire to do away with anyone uh, against whom to compare the health of people who have had these treatments the control group is small right oh no they're like we should just do a control group and just not give some people the vaccine give some other people the vaccine and like see who dies that's it's science everybody eliminating the control group has has been one of very few obvious explanations for the level of fervor for reaching everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't very well want tennis players free not to take these treatments and then to see a competition, an athletic competition between people who did and people who didn't. You might be. <laughs> Let's get a bunch of people vaccinated and uh, have the people who got the vaccine just play tennis against the people who didn't get the vaccine. That's fucking how we're going to figure out if the vaccine works. Who won the tennis match? You know, if you had enough variation, you might actually be able to see something. And, um, you know, I hate living in that world. But terrible. Given, given the... But we didn't create it. We didn't create it. I'd imagine living in a world that created... Our worst fears about what was causing the conversation to go the way that it did as these things were actively being pushed. I mean, they're still being pushed, weirdly, but as they were so actively being pushed, you know, we now know that there was an army of people hired to shape conversation online, right? The page shells. It's page shells, everybody. Page they also don't believe in chemtrails, the page shells. page shells. But we now just, this is just a simple fact. And so in any case, I do think we have to worry about things as troubling as are they trying to deny us the evidence that would become apparent if we were simply able to go from here and watch the world unf uh, unfold the way it would and be able to compare people who made different decisions and just see what happened to them. There shall be no comparison or investigation or testing of hypotheses that we find unsavory. But we do have information about that. Like when, when people were admitted to the hospital, like, a, like, a, like just a large number of the people admitted, like a disproportionate number of the people admitted to the hospital were people who were unvaccinated. So we do have data. We just didn't like set up a control group and be like, no vaccine for you, mom, or whatever. These people, these people are out of their fucking minds. And if you call them conspiracy theorists, by the way, you just don't understand science. 
this hypothesis sounds plausible um, by many rubrics, but promoting a hypothesis, proposing a hypothesis is not saying, I believe that thing is true. Proposing hypothesis. Right. This is just asking questions. They're doing it, the, the j- jacking off, J A Q I N G off, just asking questions. It's what conspiracy theorists do so that they can make a claim and then say they, well, actually, it's Jeopardy rules. We did it as a question. Hypothesis is what scientists do. It's what we do. We therefore. Your talk show hosts. A pattern and making an observation. It is our job to come up with all of the possible explanations for why that pattern or that observation might exist. It is That's not your job. You're a talk show host. It's our job to come up with all of them. If this hypothesis wasn't being proposed here, given that it is a possibility, that would be an indication that something is awry, right? So every time a hypothesis is proposed and some freaking internet rando says, aha, conspiracy theorist. They're talking about me. That is a demonstration that that internet rando, like most people apparently, don't know what science is or how it's done. Right, and they may the proposing not, of a hypothesis is necessary to the doing of science. They may not even be a rando. That's what we now know. They may be Precisely. posing as a rando. Oh, it's this you're paid to disagree with me shit that the fucking flat earthers, the chemtrail people, the 9-11 truthers, they're not like really making the case that they're not just kind of common truthers i guess like just kind of garden variety conspiracy theorists because they're sh- they sure sound like garden variety conspiracy theorists <sighs> oh, no here's a uh, brett apparently poorly citing a new york times article apparently this is the claim of the new york times i am saying one way or the other mm-hmm. the claim is that trump took documents that contained information about uh, confidential informants to our intelligence apparatus, and separately, that confidential informants to our intelligence apparatus have been uh, uh, killed, compromised, or captured at an anomalous rate. I have heard this is the first I'm hearing of that. Has anybody else heard this before? Like, I, this is the first I'm hearing of that. I think he's making this up. I don't think the New York Times article said that it would be I it would be like all over the fucking news. Um, why are they being compromised at an anomalous rate? The assertion that Trump took documents that contains relevant information and okay. the therefore connect the dots implication is that uh, he, he may have handed that information over to people that's getting these people killed. Now, I, I want to point something out about this. Somebody is engaged in treason. Could be Trump, but that seems really unlikely here. Either he did that. <laughs> Somebody's engaged, just someone somewhere engaged in treason. Could it be Trump? Seems unlikely. Which the New York Times certainly wants us to wonder about. Mm-hmm. Or the New York Times. Or someone Time. else did it. No, or well, the New York Times. Someone else didn't no. leave office, but. Or the New York Times is engaged in treason and alleging so. Wait, what? That's the point. But okay, let's say they, let's say, so let's say they had a, uh, somebody in chat is saying that the CIA said in October, last october that they were uh uh that they had lost some of their sources so if 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 the new york times is reporting on that that's not treasonous you are a journalistic establishment that on the basis of extremely weak circumstantial evidence is going to raise this allegation about a former president right well okay so what i'm getting here is that the cia 
they're they're using information that the CIA put out. Don't trust the CIA, by the way. Those are fucking spies. Are engaged in a betrayal of the nation at an extreme level. But even even if the latter, what they're doing is egregious against a former president. But is that treason? I believe so. There. No. Problem is. Wait, these are free speech warriors and shit. They're like all free speech. Everybody should do free speech. And now uh, saying something bad about the former president is treason. Motherfucker isn't even the president anymore. Not that that matters. That this is obviously somebody who's eligible to be reelected today. But, you know, slandering citizens is not treason. Slandering former presidents who are eligible to be reelected, I believe, is tantamount to it. (laughs) <laughs> no 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 it's if it's slander that's a civil action that somebody could trump could go after them like in a civil case for it's not treason defamation or slander or libel against a politician in fact it's going to be like the bar for proving that in a civil court is incredibly high because that's a public official in in fact, if it's the president, that's the most public public official, the most public, the most official, right? That is the, I don't think it would be possible for a president or former president to collect in a defamation or libel suit just due to the nature of our defamation, libel, and, uh, and um, uh, slander laws here in the United States. That bar gets real high for those things as as your profile gets higher and higher and more people know who you are, but then to like jump from that to it's treason for the New York times to report on something that the CIA using what they've learned, I guess from the CIA, it may be a little irresponsible because like I said, you think the CIA's job is to tell you the truth. Those motherfuckers are that their job is to lie. They're a spy agency. That means liar. <laughs> like, don't trust the CIA ever. Anybody ever tells you they're a CIA agent, they're probably lying. If somebody won't tell you they're a CIA agent, they probably aren't either, but that person's more likely to be a CIA agent than the person claiming to be one. <sighs> well, that's the pod. I was going to try to do two hours for everybody on the podcast feed, but we'll come in a little short after the, uh, after the song here just because I ran out of uh, stories that aren't for the red light. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Usually this is an hour long. We do the second hour, the 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific hour. Uh, Live viewers, listeners, everybody, stay put. We're not going anywhere. I just have to change the color of the light in this room. I have to grab myself a stout, and we have some stories for red light. If you'd like to support this project, go to echoplexmedia.com slash support. Our new swag shop is powered by Fourth Wall, and it's fucking great. It's way better. I did not want to upload all of our artwork and do all that shit again. But the new swag shop is great. That's at echoplexmedia.com slash swag. Or like I said, again, you can grab it at echoplexmedia.com slash support. Don't want to do that. You can go to patreon.com slash echoplex. And if you're like, I'm not giving this maniac any money, well, then just share the show with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Maybe some of them are dumb enough to give us some money. Anyway, that was the show. Um, I'll be back for red light. Don't go anywhere, live viewers. I mean, if you've got to go to the bathroom or whatever, go ahead. This is Boomers by Periscope. And when we come back, we have red light.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.